This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. We have been begun a journey through the principles of Ken Sandy's book, The Peacemaker. He's trying to help Christians to, to work in a more healthy way within the conflicts that's in their life. He talks about the different causes of, of conflict, poor communication, differences of values, priorities, competition of resources, sinful attitudes and habits, and then begins to work towards, okay, what are the different responses that you can have towards conflict? And he really says there is the healthy peacemaking response, which is the biblical response, but he says then you can slide off of that into two different sides of the ditch of unhealthy responses. The one side that we're going to get to later today is attack. Yesterday we dealt with sliding into the ditch of escape, and the three different categories he had in that are denial and flight and then finally suicide. And we ran out of time as we were talking about suicide, so we wanted to just come back to this. Off air, Ryan had said that the Treasure Valley is in the top 5% of youth suicides in the country. Um, and so we know that this is an, an issue, not just in the United States, it's an issue um, here in the Treasure Valley. And so we wanted to, to just pause and just talk a little bit more about suicide. So I'll open it up to you guys, and, and you can then jump in how you would want to on this. Yeah, I think the first place that is the gospel speaks directly to this. Our Savior himself in, in Matthew or excuse me, Mark 14 says, he said to his disciples, my soul is very sorrowful even unto death. Remain here and watch. The, the affliction that Jesus experienced in the garden and the sorrow was so intense that he saw death as a healthy alternative or a hopeful alternative to this. And so he, he calls out and asks for help and asks the disciples to watch. And so just as an encouragement, your Savior knows what you're experiencing if you're struggling with these thoughts. He, you can turn to him. You, you can ask for the resources. You can you can seek others to come and watch over your soul if you're if you think you're going to hurt yourself or endanger yourself. Please, please, please reach out and get in contact with people around you that love you and care for you. Uh, the suicide helpline in Idaho is manned twenty four seven. Do not, do not, do not do anything to harm yourself. Mm-hmm. What I always say to the young people in our church is that no matter what situation you find yourself no matter what time you find yourself in that situation rules of protocol go out the window and you may call me at any time Mm -hmm. and i think every pastor in the valley would say the same thing Mm -hmm. that you have access to people that love you and care for you and your pastors and when you feel like nobody cares that nobody understands that nobody's there to listen I can assure you that whoever your pastor is does care, will listen, um, and don't hesitate to reach out. Things might seem difficult, but they're not beyond repair. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and though it might feel like it, um, this is one of those moments where you just cannot trust your feelings. Yeah. Just to circle back on what Vinny said there in, in, in referencing the Gospels, one of the beautiful things about our God is that you know in Christ, he knows our infirmities, yet was he was without sin. So, I mean, he knows what it is to go through the dark shadows of life. And the Psalms talk about it. Right, in in a way that is just the comfort that I want. If you're a Christian and you're going through a difficult time and you're considering suicide, know that Jesus knows the depths of soul that you may be going through Mm -hmm. and turn to him for comfort. And if you don't know him, know that the Savior of the world knows what it is to be in a dark position and God is calling you to himself and turn to him and be saved. As the psalmist says, he knows our frame. Right. He knows that we're dust. He knows that he knows the nature that we are. He knows about he he knows our sin. We talked the other day about, you know, one of the reasons why we have conflict is that we're all sinners. You know, we find that in we find that in every relationship that we have. You know, the you know, you do premarital counseling, you're talking about the fact that two sinners are gonna say I do. There's gonna be conflict, but there's also a reminder that even though he knows that we're sinners, he's provided all the grace that we need. He is the one who was perfect. You don't have to be perfect. You want to become more and more like him in the strength that he gives you by the Holy Spirit working in your life. But you you also know that uh, that is the end game in glorification. When he has taken away the presence of sin, the temptations, the temptations and its power, and you know we're, we no longer live under that condemnation, and he brings us into, his per, into a perfect relationship. You know, in this world, we will have trouble. Uh, you know, Job, Job uh, in, uh, you know, one of, his, one of his friends, Eliphaz, he wanted to point out that this is the nature of all men. And, you know, men are born to trouble as sparks fly upward. You know, so there is that, there is that, and yet there is also hope because he's, our Savior is perfect. You know, you're not on that treadmill. His grace is sufficient for you. Yeah, just real quick, the Idaho Crisis and Suicide Hotline, you can call or text 988 and you'll immediately get a response. So that is the unhealthy ditch of escape. Um, the other side is attack responses, and once again, he breaks us down into three responses, and these responses are used by people who are more interested in winning a conflict than in preserving a relationship. This attitude is seen in people who view conflict as a, as a contest or a chance to assert their rights to control others or to take advantage of the situation. Attack responses are typically used by people who are strong and self-confident. And so he breaks this down once again in three categories. The first is assault. Um, What does he mean by that? Well, it could be verbal assault, but it also leads to physical assault using your hands. Um, So various forms of force and intimidation. It could be, you know, I mean, attack. It it can be subtle, too. It could be just simply the gaslighter, you know, trying to make it uh, all your fault. Um, It's not me. It's you. It's you. It's you. It's you. Again, it's it's important that distinction of uh, these are people that they don't care about reconciliation. They just want to win. And they want to have that power and exhilaration of winning. 
So attack would be the the case of subduing your opponent and bringing them into submission under you. Yeah, winning the point without any regard to the person. And just to understand the complexity of all this, sometimes it's it's the strong, forceful, domineering type of, of mm-hmm. assault, and sometimes it's it's the passive aggressive. Right. Yeah. Um, so you can do an attack. It can be more psychological than physical. Yes, yeah. and, and so and gossip. Yep. Slander, mm-hmm. you know, just saying something, yeah, manipulating. The yeah. whole gaslighting has become more and more of a thing I mean, as mm-hmm. far as just how you manipulate somebody else to accomplish your purposes. And it can t- t- take a lot of different forms. And then the second one is litigation. What's he saying here? Well, we saw that all play out with the, you know, we've seen, we've watched court drama on TV. Judge you know, Judy this, and the such. Yeah, the, all, those, all those things, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, you know, going back and forth in litigation, each accusing one another, winning it all, to win at all cost. You know, may have started with the, with assault, may have started with calling names, may have started with, uh, you know, uh, you know, some physical violence that we saw, but it, now it's reached that point of litigation, of conflict, you know, which, you know, is really just uh, at trying to damage the other person's relation as much as you can. You're just spreading the dirt. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can, and the idea here is oftentimes instead of going through a biblical process, you take it outside of the church and try to resolve it in a different quote-unquote courtroom. Mm -hmm. Um, So sometimes the litigation is an actual court. Um, Sometimes the form of litigation is that you move to a secular um, source of authority to resolve a conflict externally, but haven't really actually gotten to the heart of the conflict. So there's a spiritual dimension to every aspect of our life. We're created as spiritual beings. And so though secular counseling has a can have a role, can prove to be helpful, but if you're doing that outside of any connection to the life of the church, then you're really moving, in my opinion, to kind of a a litigation where Paul is saying, wait, why are you taking this to the courts? Mm -hmm. Handle this within the church. And so what I would suggest is that there are times when the litigation looks a little bit different. It's not a formal litigation as such. But you've taken it to a different courtroom. Well, you might be taking it to a peer group. You might be taking it to, you know, uh, the court of public opinion. Yeah, Yeah. right. Litigating it. And and there should be, you know, maybe a little caveat here of if there has actually been a crime committed, the state needs to deal with. Yes, yes. Then, yes, courts should be involved. So, this is, I think, Sandy is speaking of those situations where there's a conflict where there's no crime involved, then the church needs to be involved. Yeah, I think we we touched on it briefly, but I think even if you don't appeal to the civil courts, e- even turning this into something that becomes gossip yeah. is, is mm-hmm. litigation, right? And that's maybe a combination of the two. You're assaulting the person's reputation by litigating it with other people rather than, again, directing that to the individual. And then if you remember, this is kind of like you're falling off the road and moving into the ditch. And so the first part of that downward slide is to attack our assault 
The second is litigation. And then the third category is actual murder, the extreme taking of, of someone's life. And, you know, you, you hope that it doesn't end in this way. But, but you know, and, and now we can be murderous in our thoughts. One of the things that we recognize with the Ten Commandments, when it says thou shalt not murder, we're, also, we're saying more than just taking somebody's life. There, you know, in fact, Jesus will say the person that says uh, raka to their brother, the person that says you fool, is actually guilty of, of this murderous thought, of, of this attitude that would like to destroy that person. Mm-hmm. The attitude of anger in your heart that really is the equivalent to murder, Jesus will say, it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even if you don't actually take someone's life, you've taken their life in your head and in your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, in God's eyes, there is no differentiation mm-hmm. as far as the guilt of that yeah. of that sin. I think mm-hmm. Paul, the Apostle Paul does a good job of addressing this emotional state in Ephesians 4.31. He says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and slander be put away from you along with all malice. All of those are those internal emotions that that are akin to all the, murder those in the attack heart. responses. Those all, yep. all attack mm-hmm. responses. Yep. And the, these these two responses that we've been talking about—the escape and the attack responses—they're consistent with how many people deal with conflict. It's a it's a flight me- mechanism or a fight mechanism that we engage in. We either have to win or we don't want to to have anything to do with it. Mm. And neither one of them actually brings healthy biblical resolution. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're going to turn to in the days to come. So thank you for listening to the Gospel for Life, and we will see you next time.